Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to Drunk Movie Rants, a podcast where we talk about movies. My name is Alonzo O'Leary, also known as Lons, and I will be your host for the duration of this podcast. Every episode, we will feature a new guest speaker where we talk about different film topics and movie genres and things that we like or don't like about the world of cinema. Today's episode features a conversation between myself and my good friend, Diane Meck. Diane and I went to college together at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia, where she studied dance and musical theater, and I studied film. Throughout the episode, we discuss the heist genre of film, as well as the spy and espionage subgenres of film, as we break down the things that we love about those genres. We also discuss the films of director Steven Soderbergh, such as the Ocean's Eleven trilogy and the film Out of Sight, as we share our differing perspectives on his films, his style, and his evolution as a director. This episode also features a guest star appearance from a future speaker on this podcast, my good friend Milo Larson. Milo and I were stationed at Fort Bliss together where we serve in the US Army. And Milo joins the conversation to discuss a shared love of a certain 80s film that both he and Diane have discussed constantly with me, but have never been able to discuss with each other since they don't even know each other. So I decided to bring them together so that we could all share in the joy and love of a certain John Hughes film from 1986. If you like what you hear in this episode, feel free to check out our website where we list all of the different topics and films and directors that we discuss in each episode. Thanks and enjoy. I usually start every episode kind of the same way with a new guest of trying to figure out what our first cinematic experience was. Uh, and so obviously it was a college, what was it, freshman year? Yeah, it was freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. And so what do you think it was? <laughs> I honestly have no clue. I have no clue, but I'm sure it was like very, very early on freshman year, very okay. early on, like probably one of the first things yeah. that we did. Okay, so check it out, right? So I remember okay. two specific instances and I cannot remember which came first, okay? So I held a Patrick Swayze double feature in my dorm room and Cody came <laughs> that night, I remember. And what? so we, yeah, Cody was there because there was beef between me and him. It was so funny. And Wait, well, what, what was the, mo- what, we what watched, was- we watched Point Break and then we watched Dirty Dancing and most people only made it through Point Break and everyone else either fell asleep or left by the time wow. we got around to Dirty Dancing. I don't Dancing. remember that. I like vaguely remember a Patrick Swayze moment, but I don't yeah. remember those specifically. Yeah. And I do think that that wasn't the first time. Okay. So then here we go. The <laughs> real first time that I think it was because it was the week of orientation is they held a coming to America movie night. Oh, in okay. The courtyard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you want to count that, but that wasn't like, look, it, you know, I, I, will, was a... I will count it. Cause I love that movie. And cause that was the first time I met Fallon. Cause you didn't tell me you were bringing a friend and oh, it was you, me and Fallon oh, sitting on the grass. That yeah. was, yeah. In the courtyard. I think that was like, honestly, maybe my only times in that little courtyard, but yep. Okay. No. Okay. That, that's, that checks out. That's probably yeah. accurate, but yeah. I'm sure that like very shortly after that, cause you were always watching movies. So yes. like I probably stumbled into at some point you were watching something some night. Yeah. At um, some point. But Okay. Else. You're, you're right. That actually probably is the case. Yeah. Um, yes. And I, you know what, that's funny because now I'm recalling like that I feel like that gave me a good sense of like you in terms of watching a movie and uh-huh. in terms of like what you enjoy about movies. Yeah. And I was brand new. I had never ever, I hadn't even heard of that movie. Like I lived under a rock. I had no <laughs> idea what this was. I was like coming to America. What kind of a, that sounds weird. Like I, I like, I honestly, when I first heard it, I was like, is this about the Mayflower? Like I had oh no my idea. Gosh. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a, that's a wild, that's a wild one. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it oh, cracks man. me up. Cause that's like, it's still one of my all time favorite movies. And I like, the, and I remember we like, so excited. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, it's this girl I just met. She's really cool. She's funny. Like we could go watch this movie together. And like, I don't think I knew you had a boyfriend yet. So I was like, Oh wait. And then later I found out, I was like, Oh, she's taken like, all right, whatever. We're still watching this movie. If I recall, like no one really even came. 
It was yeah. like just RAs essentially. Yeah. Like I, yeah. uh, who was there? I don't know. Some guy, maybe like someone on our floor was there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but like it was very, it was pretty much like you and me showed up. And yeah. like a few other people sat in the grass, but like yeah. it was a very, very small. Um, anyway, that was fun. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> but gosh. you know, thanks to you, I would because I would have never gone probably. Yeah. I'm not against like going to see a movie, but I knew yeah. nothing about that, and I was like, yeah. eh, yeah. nah. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Well. Yeah, that's oh, good times. Good times. Still love that movie. Oh, you watched a lot of movies. I feel like, and also like you specifically introduced me to a lot of movies because <laughs> that was at like your prompt like like that high phase of like, yes oh my god so there's this movie and then yep. and then oh and you oh you haven't heard of this like you know <laughs> that was like prime marcus talking about movies oh you know what the first thing that i remember i think the very first conversation you and i had ever had like maybe the first day of orientation uh-huh was about movies. Do you remember this? Yeah, because we got paired up in our orientation groups. Did we? Yeah, you it don't was remember actually that, paired. Yeah. Okay, that that checks out because I'm like I remember yeah. specifically just walking with you, but I yeah. we were with two other people. But like, yeah, I remember we were walking around Philly. I have no yep. idea what we were doing. Yep, uh, we were just hitting up random landmarks we that they like had set up. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you were just like going on and on about like all these movies, and I was like, I have yeah. no. I mean, look, obviously, I knew some of them. Yeah, and we bonded over some of them. Yeah. But a lot of them, I was like, I don't know. And you're like, oh, action movies, blah, blah. You've yeah. come a long way. I feel like you've... <laughs> hey, so like I I tell a lot of people, like, especially now, like when they ask me, because like I, I've mellowed quite a bit in terms of, because so like freshman year of college, especially since it was film school and I knew it was what I was going to college for. Like I was like, I had this like internal goal of like, I'm going to be the biggest film nerd on the planet earth. I'm going to watch movies all the time. Like I was clocking. I remember on weekends, I'd clock like five or six movies in one weekend. That's like two or three movies a day. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, every, like, every day you were watching. Yeah. And like, and I was one. Yeah. And then I found out like the library had an incredible catalog of movies. So I, and you could rent like six, seven movies. So I was just checking movies out and doing tons of research. And like it, it just, it was a very heavily saturated phase. <laughs> and now i'm like i can barely make it through two movies in a day just because like i'm like no like i want to do other things or like i remember really? i used to be so analytical and like just like glued to the screen and now a lot of days not that i don't the passion isn't still there but i'm much more focused on it i'm like no okay i know i want to check this director out i'll watch like this movie today okay, maybe another yeah, one yeah. tomorrow yeah, yeah, or, yeah it's a little more stri but I just, streamlined I don't know. yeah streamlined just more focused whereas before i was just like i need well, to watch everything yeah but also i felt like at the time like you pretty much spent your time watching like the movies you already knew you loved yeah oh yeah oh yeah rewatch you, know, you were like yeah. oh this is a classic oh yeah. this is oh i haven't seen this in so long but i love this or like yeah oh you haven't yeah. seen this like here yeah. you know like all of it was kind of like let me <laughs> let me educate you on this movie yeah let me show um, you or yeah. or something about the movie yeah 100 percent. so like your favorite movies are like heist movies and spy movies right like at nauseam we could talk all day and like you've given me your thoughts on it and why you like it but i'm just like i was like we just have to get this on a recording of like getting that discussion of like what is it about that genre and those types of movies I that just, you do it okay it just makes i'm telling you why i'm laughing okay i'm laughing because to me that just makes me sound like a middle school girl. However, that's probably <laughs> not true. You probably don't think of that as like a but I say that because ever since like middle school, elementary school even, yeah. I was so into that. And so it yeah. just kind of it's just like that was my upbringing, that was mm -hmm. my childhood is just like watching Bond movies, watching yep. Mission Impossible. Yep born oh my mm -hmm. goodness oceans <laughs> italian job like yeah. these were my like oh i loved these movies i still love these movies yeah um so that's why i laugh because to me i'm like oh i just sound like such a kid but maybe maybe you know no not, I just... not every not every little kid likes that but no i did and um yeah i i went through middle school just like really wanting to be a detective <laughs> that turned into like 
spy yep. which turned into secret agent like I was just so <laughs> nerdy I guess I don't know oh man but they were so good and they're still so good like they hold up they have that's aged the so well that's yeah. the thing is like these are like classic like and I don't know what about it like I don't know mm-hmm. what about a heist movie because like here's the thing do I watch like other types of movies where it's like about bad guys? Usually not. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm not really into like, you know, hard crime type. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. Okay. I did yes. watch, I did grow up like watching Law and Order. CSI, yeah. Like, yeah. whatever, whatever. But that's like, eh, it's like towing the line. <laughs> like, I feel like that's not really like, I don't know. Like, I don't really have a good reason for like why I, other than it was just on at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about it just like tickles me and I just love it. Like, and I guess it's like the tropes or like the something of like, like where other people see cheesy, mm-hmm. just like eye roll, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yes, this is where it's at. You know? <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know. Can you explain to me? Well, so like the thing that I've always found funny, and this is something I see in a lot of my friends and the movies that they like, is when you see correlations between films that have no real connection to each other, right? So like, I remember one time we were talking about Shrek, <laughs> and the way <laughs> you were talking, <laughs> the way you were talking about how you like how much you liked Shrek had these weird correlations to the exact same kind of things you were saying about like oceans and time jobs. Wait, that's hysterical. That's yeah. hysterical because let me tell you, uh-huh. that came out around the same time uh, we'll that figure. I fell in love with all these things. So yeah. like maybe something was just wrong with like end of elementary, beginning of middle school me that like loved this, mm-hmm. but also like, okay, I will tell it was... I think it was sixth grade mm-hmm. might've been seventh, but I think it was sixth grade when I discovered clue, which yeah. is like highly inappropriate for that. Age. Oh my but, gosh. <laughs> but so that was also like when I was discovering like my sense of humor, I guess, or like yeah. the way that like, like for, I could just, even at that age, see that like, this is something that they have created. Yeah to be funny yep you know because it's so s- smart it's so witty there it is not there yeah, the, there's there the keyword there it goes <laughs> like i just like that like something about like the way that it's concocted or like yeah. structured yeah. that like maybe not everyone will think it's funny but if you get it yeah it's so funny it's like, so good or not even just funny but like yeah you know if we're talking about like bond yep i mean some of it's funny but like yeah a lot of it is just like, I just love it. Like, of course, like some of it's, a lot of it's unbelievable, right? Is it realistic? Well, there's a hokiness to it too. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah. and you you see that hokiness even more than I do. But yeah. like, for me, I'm like, that's just how it is. Like, and yep. that's, that what, that's what makes Bond Bond. Like, that's why yeah. you laugh and you're like, this is awesome. He has, yep. you know, mm-hmm. his stupid car gadgets and like you know the thing shoots out or whatever and it's like this is just so good whereas it's so good some people are like this is dumb like yeah <laughs> why would you like this and i'm like i don't know <laughs> oh man but that's why as we've talked many times many many times that's why i had such a difficult time with like the new the new bond newer movies. bond yeah. movies as yeah. soon as daniel craig came over i was like i'm out i'm yeah. out yeah i'm i am now back in yeah. But I was so out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember because like because like, we bonded over Casino Royale because there's there's elements of hokiness there that that were that were good. And then you know I Scott still had issues with it because I was like, he's just not fun. This yeah. Is just not helping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was it's a good movie, right? Yes. So I yeah. recognize that. <laughs> it's I mean, I think it's I think it's the most respectable canon of of the Craig. And movies. it's so good. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, Quantum of Solace 
I don't think there's a single person out there that thinks that that's a good Bond movie. No. <laughs> and then, and then I remember you and I used to have the best discussions about Skyfall just because we were on such polar mm. opposite ends of the fence. I can't. And oh, then, and then Kevin Yang. Can't get into this. Oh uh, well, oh, I just can't. I think it's funny, and because I I'll never forget when Kevin Yang came to visit me in college, and you two talked about Skyfall, and like there was such heavy bonding there where you were like, I knew I was gonna like you. You hate Skyfall for the same reasons too. <laughs> Oh, I found my kin. Yeah, oh, I was, man. I was yeah, dying. Yeah. I think also because I had spent so much time arguing with you that I was like, oh, thank God I'm not crazy. Like, <laughs> no, no, because I get it. I totally got it. And like, because and we used to have discussions. And like, I and this is like the thing now of like, okay, so if it's not a, so like if you're dealing with a franchise piece, right? So I'll, I'll always be like, if it's not a blah 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 movie, if you just take all that stuff away it's a good movie but like mm-hmm. obviously you and i are both team pierce like we could we could talk about pierce brosnan for days but like oh my you know, gosh cody kills me he hates it's so sad he hates his bo- oh i gosh, love pierce he's brosnan. so wrong he's so wrong yeah but, but i like, forget what we watched we watched something a few months ago like sometime in the last year because what is time yeah um and i don't remember what it was but it was one of his bond movies yeah and cody was like okay you know what Maybe I was a little too harsh. Maybe I was a little <laughs> wrong. But like for the longest time, he was like, absolutely not. He was terrible, yeah. you know? And I'm like, yeah. that's not true. You're like he crazy. is Bond. <laughs> yeah. I just, cause like, I'll, I'll say it to a million times. I'm like, I've been on that. I was on that kick for like four months of like, I rewatched Goldeneye. Like, mm-hmm. so, and then Amazon Prime had it for free. I was like, like every day i just had it on repeat for like three weeks and like oh it's 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 so great because like it works as a bond movie but then if you take the bond aspect like that's how you know it's good like because sky falls mm-hmm. has issues because like if it wasn't a bond movie if it was just a cool spy movie you'd be like all right this is pretty good oh, but because that's it's the thing yeah yeah it would have been fine yeah as a non-bond movie yes totally fine yeah, yeah. it would have been a well-done movie yeah but the reason golden i is just amazing is because it works both as a bond movie and just as an as its own independent standalone mm, spy movie yeah, like yeah, yeah. you like, could take the, this yeah, yeah you could take james bond out of it and like even take a couple of the one-liners out and it still works <laughs> like i mean i mean i remember and i know you remember i was just sending you texts like all the time like still so good oh my gosh still it's just it, Checks was so out, it holds up yep, yeah it holds yeah. up um well anyway i still feel the same way uh that I did back then. I still really love my heist movies. Heck and yeah. And obviously we've both, you know, seen more. We've talked about things more. I feel like I understand things way more than I did back then when I was just like, you know, I just watched movies. I didn't like yeah. think about them, analyze them or, <laughs> or, or like think about the scripts, you know, yep. or Totes. anything like that. But Totes. we haven't really talked about Oceans. I mean, we could go I mean, there. I, I just it's going to go like there. We've, we've, we've hashed it out already. Like, I don't know what else there is to say other than it's a perfect movie. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think there's, I just remember us having at least one or two discussions where it just turned into a breakdown of like, okay, all these characters are so good. Their introductions are amazing. Like, I remember you texted me because you rewatched it one night and you were like, why Oceans? are these? Yeah, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. And you were like, yeah, why are these character intros so perfect? And then it's just so good. And the way he it's shoots. So good. Yeah. And the way he shoots it and edits it, because like whenever people ask me about heist films or like the genre, I'm always like, look, there's going to be certain ones that you just know you got to go to. And like Ocean's is like the godfather of heist movies, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. it's just so carefree and Soderbergh talks about how stressed out he was when he was making it and everybody else just having a really? great time yeah on the what? commentary yeah he well, talks about kind of sad but yeah he was super stressed out the whole film like trying I mean, to figure I'm out glad how to everyone make it. else had a good time yeah but like, but like yeah because he talked about like how behind the camera like Clooney Matt Damon Brad Pitt you know Don Cheadle they're all laughing their butts off and having good talks and eating food and he's just sitting in the corner like with his notepad like how am I gonna do this is that that like super stressed out about yeah like how he's gonna put the movie together and like you watch it that's fair that's fair yeah but you watch it and it's so seamless like everything about it just works and you're like yeah 
how how did they do this like the the way the dialogue is written like the way Clooney and Brad Pitt finish each other's sentences so good. and like they bring up terms that we're not He's really supposed to eating. Yep. Brad Pitt's always eating. You know, there's certain terms that they use that the audience never really gets to understand, but we don't need to understand them oh, just because that's my favorite part. Yeah. Cause we understand that it's something that they understand that we don't need to, but it's important as part of the craft, you know, mm-hmm. of being a thief. Um, which speaking of, um, so the other day, very recently, I watched Out of Sight. I know oh you, my gosh! <laughs> I know that you have been wanting me to watch it for the longest yes. time. Yes. I finally watched it. Okay. Oh man, Marcus. Oh. Thoughts? Yeah, give me your thoughts. If you didn't like it, it's totally fine. Here's like- the thing. Here's the thing. Half of me is like, yes, that's like so. First of all, like. Some of the shots, like some of the specific shots, I'm like, that is straight out of Oceans. Yep. That is like straight, like he made this and he made Oceans. Yep. Like so much of it, I was like, oh yes, like this, this is so good. Yeah. The other half of me Mm -hmm. is like, oh, just cringe. Like just the whole, just the whole premise. Well, I mean, just the whole premise, honestly. Okay. but specifically the just their relationship just that romance i'm okay. like i just can't buy that that's just okay. so cheap it's just so like it's cheesy to you it's just so uh, just why like <laughs> i don't know and and to be fair jlo did a good job yes you know i'm like i think she did the best she could mm-hmm. with what she had yes which is great like that's yeah. saying a lot like i think yeah. i think she actually did a good job in it yeah um i'm not like that familiar with her mm-hmm. breadth of work but obviously i've seen yeah. her before but yeah um clooney is like at his best he's yep. like clooney clooney like there yep. he goes just being good at what he does mm-hmm. but like uh just so is it the whole arc of the relationship I don't know if it's like, I, I want to blame it on the writing. Okay. Okay. I'm going to blame it on the writing, but okay. I think it's the, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't nail it down. Cause I, I think right from the top, I was like, before you even have an arc of mm-hmm. any sort of like relationship or even like understanding the characters more, yeah. I was like, like, it just all feels a little too like forced okay. and not, not from an acting standpoint. Like I okay. think they did okay, yeah. but it's just like. It's not subtle with like, and here they are. They like each other, even though they yeah. are, you know, it's like characters who should never fall in love. And yeah. anyway, but overwhelmingly, I was like astounded at like the, I guess, just like the similarities of like. Yep. I told like, you, it's a huge precursor to oh what he does gosh. later. I was like, I, yeah. like, and cause, okay. Yes, they're both in the same genre. They're, yes. But there's such different movies yep. that mm-hmm. I wouldn't automatically think that. So I'm no. glad I did watch it. Cause like, I mean, even from the very, the very first seconds of you hear the music and I'm mm-hmm. like, this is of course his movie. Like this is straight out of oceans. Like, w- like I said, like kind of shot for sh- like some shots. Yeah, specifically. yeah. yeah. Like, even the way he like, you know, panned over to like cars at one point or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh. And like at times he does this thing where he like he freeze frames for like half a second. It's not like a big deal, but it's enough Mm -hmm. that you're like, this is a stylistic. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, okay, this is good. good. Yeah, but but what was I gonna say? Um, about her. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait, why the heck was every single person in that movie? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like every every five minutes. I was like he's in this and she's in i was like how many it was so funny i mean but also like really fun because i didn't you know it's not like one of those where you're like this is just too many people in this movie you're just like oh my gosh this is awesome yeah um and funny because i know we've talked about like soderbergh obviously like like you know he has his favorites and they come back and whatever so that was fun too to be like oh he's in oceans too Yep. Oh, look, that guy's also, you know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed that. But, but mostly again, because I was like, this is Oceans. Yep. Oceans, just like different. 
I'm glad I watched it. I am Thank glad to recommendation. And I do see why you like it. I yeah. do see that. Yeah. Um, well, contextually, it's funny because if you think about it, and this is why I talk to people about this all the time, like that came out in like 98, 99. So this is before anybody mm-hmm. had their, their mm-hmm. Hollywood stature established. Like Clooney was still on the up, up, upward rise, like after oh, ER so and like, cause it's oh. like, it's before. Well, yeah, but ER was a big thing. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't, he hadn't, like, you can tell, like, yeah, he's still establishing so. his on-screen persona that is so fleshed out mm-hmm. when you get to Oceans, you know, because it's yeah. Oceans, he's just, it's just him, yeah. and he's in it, and Soderbergh knows exactly yeah. how to play it, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting putting it in that context, and a lot of people say that, too, like, oh, I saw it coming, I'm like, I know, but that movie kind of did that before it became popular, yeah, before, yeah, you know, because the and early, probably, like, yeah, like, one of the I mean, was it the first time Soderbergh did like a heist type? Yep. Yep. It was. Oh, it was then it, like, it's so good. Like yeah. when you tell me that I'm like, but, oh, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. When you think of it that way. I mean, I guess I just, I'm like, I appreciate though, that it's like, he brought these things with, you know, his, his past experience mm-hmm. and you know, all the work that he did, Yeah, he brought with him forward into when he was making oceans and yep. you know all i don't know i just appreciated like some people maybe don't like that they're yeah. like why why should the same why should you do the same thing like in yeah. several movies but uh-huh. i'm like i appreciate that so much yeah i guess maybe just like as an artist myself i appreciate that mm-hmm. um because just the ways that you're like building off what you've already done is interesting to me so uh-huh. I appreciate that when I can be like, oh, that's like the same shot that he uses like mm-hmm. in this scene or or like 100%. it's just like the same vibe and and like and maybe that's just his style too. Like maybe yeah. he's he knows it's the same. He just yeah. is like, I like that style and I like that, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just I really appreciate that because I'm like, oh look, it's oh look. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say so talking about this there's a movie that i was going to recommend to you but also just for people who are getting into the high genre because soderbergh talks about it a lot when he talks about his films that he makes it's a 60s film starring steve mcqueen called the thomas crown affair um and it's like one of the first like main so heist movies go as far back as like the 40s and 50s and I've, I've told you about this, but most people don't know. So like one of the first big heist movies of the forties and fifties is this French movie called Riffiffy about a bunch of ex-cons who rob a bank. Mm-hmm. And then heist movies became way more popular in the fifties and sixties, just with like the, the Pulp Fiction novels that were coming out of the time. And then there's, there's the Thomas Crown Affair starring Steve McQueen that like Soderbergh has admittedly said like on his Twitter, on interviews, like he pretty much, that's like the movie that he rips off of the most or a lot when it comes to the oceans movies and like you watch that yeah and you watch that movie in the 60s and you can totally see it's like the great grandpa of like making so like there's a bank robbery that happens but the bank robbery is actually a cover for them to steal something else and like there's this whole motley crew of people and then it's the same thing as out of sight where there's a person who has to investigate the heist and then she ends up falling in love with the thief who's played by steve mcqueen but a fun note for you is the director of Die Hard, John McTiernan, made a remake of it in the 90s. And, oh. guess, and guess who he picked to play Thomas Crown in The Thomas Crown Affair? You ready for this? Queen? No, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Wait, what is it called? It's called the Thomas Crown Affair. So there's, no way. Yeah, and it's one of the few. It's one of the few times. I've heard of it, but okay, yeah, it's wow. one of the few times where the original and the remake are pretty on par with each other as far as no overall way. quality goes. And like, it's like another one of like if you do a through line of like the genre. So like if you were to watch like, because Thomas Crown Affair came out right around the same time that Pierce Brosnan was in peak Bond mode, and you can see him trying to like be cool but not be the same kind of cool he is as Bond. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's so well done in terms of like, if you were to do that, if you were to watch the original Thomas Crown Affair and then watch the remake Thomas Crown Affair and then just watch like 15 minutes of Out of Sight or any Soderbergh Oceans movie, you're like, oh my gosh, like, are you Wait, kidding me? Oh, I have to do this. Wow. Yeah. Wait, yeah. well, you know, that's funny because I was just about to bring up, when was the original Oceans 11? In like made? six, that in was- like around was the same 50s or 60s it was the 60s because it was around it was the 60s, same time right? yeah because they were all based off like of the rat pack yeah because it they're all coming out around the same time because thomas crown affair came out around the same time that the original oceans 11 did 
um, in terms of like this super hip, cool era of the of Hollywood. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Like, you know that I'm all over like '50s and that era, and Frank Sinatra, and like literally, that's like I love that. Yeah. But I watched it. It must have been like my senior year of high school or something. Mm -hmm. I was like, I love Oceans. So I went ahead, I think I just like up and bought it. I think I just purchased the original one because I was like, I will love this. Yep. Like with this cast and like whatever. Yep. Oh man, it was definitely underwhelming. Yep. Um, but part of me is like, maybe I should go back and watch it because I know that like at the time in high school, I wasn't used to like the slow pace of like yeah. older movies and yeah. it's really slow. Yeah. But I remembered being like super bummed by it. Yeah. Like, I'd say if you go back, I'd rewatch the original Thomas Crown Affair first because that movie handles the pacing way better of that era. And like, there are certain movies in the 60s, especially like foreign films and American films where like, it's just cool. It's the same reason why Ocean's Eleven works. It's just cool people being cool. And you just don't care like that they're not really doing anything. And like, I think Ocean's tries, the original Ocean's tries a little too hard to kind of throw all those guys together and make it feel cool where there's a lot of other movies that are just so they make it seem so much more easy and seamless of like okay. we're just here like steve mcqueen you can tell he's just having such a good time in the original one and it's the same thing with pierce in the 90s one he's just like like you know what we're just having a good time and we know how cool this movie is so we don't have to yeah. try to make it seem cool you know interesting I just kind of, I mean, you know, like I said, it was a long time ago, but I just have a vague sense that like, there just wasn't really a lot of plot. No, it's not. And the heist is, the heist in the original one is like 15 minutes long. Like, yeah, it's like at the very end or something. And then it's like a letdown at the end. And there's like barely any, there's like, there's not a whole lot of planning. It's kind of just like them coming together and like hashing it out. But it's not like, you know, it's not like Soderbergh's where they really beautifully set up the planning, the establishment, the relationships, how each role is going to get played. I mean, it's the same reason why the Mission Impossible movies are so good of like, you really get a solid understanding of like what each character is bringing to the table for what the heist will do later, you know? But I mean, you know that I love like those older movies. So I was very shocked that I did not like it. Yeah, Um, that's fair. But anyway, I will definitely have to go back and watch those yeah, check out the Thomas Crown Affair. Like, yeah. yeah, watch the OG one, and then I mean, you gotta watch the Pierce one. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's great. Okay, so uh, I figure we'll take a quick break, so then we can do the 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 drink of the uh, the day, the drink of the episode, Sweet. and then I'm gonna bring a special guest star on for a few minutes for our next topic of conversation, only because I'm gonna bring up one of your favorite movies, and I love being able to bring friends together who share the love for the same movie. What? I'm not going to tell you which movie it is, but we're going to take a quick break, get our drink of the day, and then we're going to bring my buddy in and he's going to, you two are going to hash it out about a, a shared love of a movie that you two have. What? Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, just keep your mic rolling and then, uh, yeah, I'm going to go make my lovely cocktail. Okay. All right. I'll be back in a few minutes. About the, I had to pop the cork. You had to pop the cork. Oh, that's amazing! It shot all the way out the wall, and Hazel thought it was a firework. And, uh, <laughs> we're all good. We're all, we're safe. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break right now to do our drink of the night or the day. In this case, it's still daytime. Is it still daytime over there for you in New York? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna do our drink of the day. Um, so. Diane, tell us uh, where you're at right now and what are you drinking on this beautiful podcast episode? Where I'm at, like physically? Yeah, like what like what oh, part of the country right, are you at? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, where am I? Okay, I am in Brooklyn, New York, um, in my apartment. Um, and don't make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a passion fruit Moscato that nice. I'm drinking. Nice. Uh, very sweet um okay not at, not like the sweetest moscato <laughs> but it's moscato and yeah that's what i'm drinking what about what, you what's the brand what brand of moscato are you drinking honestly i don't remember <laughs> but i've had the brand before and it's good so okay. but i haven't had this flavor my go-to is um 
strawberry, but lately they, like for the past few months, they have not had it in stock. Mm-hmm. We tried like a, I think a mango one. It wasn't so good. It was okay. The pineapple one was terrible, in my <laughs> opinion. Um, I think there might be a peach or something too. I don't know. So far though, we're like strawberry hands down is the best, but this passion fruit I've never seen before. And I was like, I think I'll like it. So hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So what am I drinking? I am drinking a whiskey sour today. Uh, I've usually, I usually do a Tennessee mule or just whiskey neat, but I figured I'd try something new for this episode. So did a whiskey sour with some Knob Creek whiskey and uh, we'll see how it tastes. I usually don't do mixed drinks, but we'll see. I even bought a bar nice. kit. I even bought a bar kit to like mix it together and do it the way that they would actually do to the bar. So wow. we'll see how it goes. So you're trying, are you trying passion fruit for the first time today? Yes. But also I have a question. What's so, up? Um, what is a Tennessee mule? A Tennessee mule. So a Moscow mule would be vodka. Because my hands down go-to favorite is a Moscow mule. I don't know yeah. if you know this about me. I did not but know like that. About that, you. that is my actual go-to. Um, I, not today, but um, <laughs> um if I'm like going somewhere, usually I will look for that first. Yeah. Um, so what's a, what's a Tennessee Mule? Tennessee Mule. So instead of vodka and ginger beer, it's whiskey and ginger beer. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. And then, and then sometimes it'll vary. So like an Irish mule would be like Jameson, whereas like a, mm-hmm. a Kentucky mule right. would be like bullet since they're made in kentucky but all right do you own copper mugs because okay. if you don't i'm buying i didn't you know if you i didn't know if you were gonna say moonshine no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> would that be like a west virginia mule i don't know <laughs> actually it, it depends um but Honestly, do you own anyway yes this is my first time trying this so okay it right now. there you go this is very good i like it i Mine's... definitely would give this my second best in terms of flavorings for got it you know strawberry still wins Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's uh, still pretty sweet, but it's not as sweet as probably the strawberry. That's Got good. you. Um, yeah, so mine's what are actually... you saying? I okay. You're good. Here's the thing. No, I don't have copper cups, and okay. I've I've been looking into them for like I swear, like probably years. seven years. <laughs> yes. It's Target. Here's the thing. We don't really have space right now <laughs> in our cupboards. Um. So. Like, and I don't really drink it at home. I mean, I could, if I mm-hmm. had the copper cups, I definitely would. Right. Yeah. And I literally looked in them for, looked into them for the longest time, but I was like, eh, you know, so anyway, for a while, I just like couldn't find ones that I felt like were quality enough for the yeah. price. Um, Cause I'm like, I don't want some like cheap, you know, if I'm going to get them, I'm going to get like good ones. Right. Gotcha. I feel like anyway, right now we don't have the space, but if we move at some point, that's definitely like on my, on my list of, I need to get those because yeah. they're also just cool. Like yeah. who doesn't like a copper mug? They're dope. <laughs> yeah. I bought mine specifically for the purpose of like, I'm going to be making mules a lot. And yeah. so yeah, at Target, they're like five bucks a pop. But if you want the bougie ones, it's a different story. Yeah. I'm like, I want like a hardcore, like this is, this is a solid. Got you. <laughs> So as I said before the break, we're going to bring a guest speaker on for a little bit. I'm going to send him the invite right now. He said he's good. Me I find have it. no idea who this is. I'm so curious. I had no idea this was happening. Yeah, I just came up with it like an hour ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, cool. I'm was, like, what is I was this? like, let's sparse, let's, 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 uh, let's spice I this up I love it. Little. Wait, I'm so intrigued. Yeah. All okay, right. here we go. Okay. All right. I'm going to send him the invite. Boom. I just sent it. Uh, and yeah, we'll see. You do not know this person. So I don't know this person. You do not know this person. Yeah. So, uh, he's a buddy of mine. Uh, we served at Fort, Fort bliss together. He recently just got in the, out of the army a few months ago, but a movie that he talks about with me a lot Mm -hmm. is a movie that you also talk with me about a lot. And I find that our conversations almost become identical sometimes. And it's gotten to the point now where like, if I'll send either one of you stuff about the movie i have to send to both like i can't send i can't not send to one or the really? other yeah yeah wow um okay i mean once you hear the title you're gonna be like oh oh of course marcus but yeah i just i thought about it i was like you know what that'd be funny and he's gonna be on future episodes of the podcast so i thought it'd be a great little way to intro him here oh what? we have a guest on know. well we were gonna find out yeah, hey milo you there 
Yeah, can you hear me on? Yeah, Milo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. What's up? Diane, can you hear Milo? Hello, I can hear him. Can Milo, can you hear Diane? Yep. Oh, we are in business. Okay, so Milo, I brought you on as a guest star. Uh, I've already introduced you to the audience and Diane. We served in the army together. You're a dope fucking dude who I love hanging out and watching movies with. So Diane, Milo is a big on horror movies. And I know that that's not your genre, but there is one movie that I said before that both of you share a joint passion for. And Milo, I think I'm just going to give you a quick little uh, tidbit here and it'll be, it'll click. I want you to be able to illuminate Diane on this. Uh, but uh, Milo, your son has been late to school nine times. Oh, God. Nine <laughs> times. So, Milo, would you like to illuminate Diane on the movie that we're about to talk about right now? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, man. How did I not mention that yet? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I'm I love I love bringing cinema fans together. And I was like, you know what? We got to talk Ferris for at least a little bit for this yes. episode because – a Diane Lons conversation would not be complete without Ferris Bueller, but also a, Di- a Lons true. Milo conversation would not be complete without Ferris Bueller. And it's true. Here we Sweet. are. Wow. Here we are. Yes. I'm honored. Yeah. So I mean, come on, Milo. You gotta you gotta start us off. Why do you love Ferris Bueller so much? And I can't wait to see where Diane falls into this. I'm just gonna kind of be here drinking my drink in the background as you guys hash this thing out. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it's been like my favorite movie probably since I was like 12 when my grandmother showed it to me and my siblings without my mom's permission. Oh, wow. Um, and then since then, it's just been like a comfort movie that doesn't really get old for me. Um, yeah. And then the soundtrack is something that I listen to a lot. So good. So good. Yeah. It's, it's great up until Star Wars hits you out of like fucking nowhere. Oh yeah, that's so wait, true. Wait, what? When they drive yeah, the car. Yeah, the Star Wars theme song. Oh, 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 wow. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Yeah, right, yeah. everybody. I think I blocked that out. What? I definitely came into it a little bit later. I don't know when I first saw it, but probably in high school, I would think. Anyway, good times, good times. I mean, Milo and I always talk, and one of the things he always comes back on, he's like, God, I am so Cameron Fry right now. It's like... It's not even yeah. like a joke. He's just such a good character. What about him He's, is like, why are you him? I don't know. When I was, like as an adolescent, like Ferris Bueller was one of my like movie icons. That's who I wanted to like. Yeah. He's cool. But then like later on in life, I was looking back and I was like, wait, shit. I wasn't Ferris Bueller. I've been Cameron this whole time. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think also like Diane, I think, I mean, the, the so Milo, the word that Diane uses so much when she talks about movies that she loves. And again, Diane, this was the same thing. Like when you talked to me about Shrek and I was like, she said the same <sighs> thing about oceans. And she said the same thing about Ferris Bueller. So Milo, I'll get texts from her random, like, like with all my friends, just random texts about movies, but it's always the keyword. It's so witty. It's just so clever all the time. And I'm like thinking of you, I'm like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Milo has said the exact same thing to me. Like, maybe two or three days ago or a week ago, like same thing about this fucking movie. And I'm like, it's, there's just something baked into that movie. I mean, John Hughes is a cinema God. We all know that, but Mm -hmm. like it, there's just so much to unpack. And I'm like, oh, these two could have so much fun. Just talking about how witty it is all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. It's just so good. I mean, you know, we've talked about, uh, Marcus and I have talked about like just the, you know, we both love that, like, talking to the camera, breaking the fourth wall thing, which honestly, like, is there any other movie that, like, actually does it well like that? Like, I just can't really think of one that's, like, nailed it, you know, the way that this um, is. Off the top of my head, Deadpool 1 and 2. That's which true. I did not see, so sorry. Ah. All right. All right. Okay. Was it good? Was, did they do it well? Yeah. Yeah, that was okay, that was really good. one of the only other times I've seen a fourth wall break good. done humorously. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, outside of like stage theater, this is just not really it's not it's not a common film. No. <laughs> Diane, at the end of Deadpool One, he rips off of and pays homage to a scene in Ferris Bueller, just does to he? give you context towards That's like awesome. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He comes out, he comes out at the end. Um, and like the the bathrobe and the towel, just like Ferris oh. does. 
no. after the credits and he does the same thing oh my gosh that's awesome that's awesome yeah yeah well so that's like one reason why i think that the movie does so well because it like you know it it knows what it is mm -hmm. and he's very specific i think it's by far like his best work matthew broderick oh yeah um, um i hate how matthew broderick aged the character the, the person that he's aged into yeah I yeah we could talk about that fucking hate it yeah <laughs> it was well, so disappointing to like see him later in life and I, you know yeah. i'm glad he's still doing well and he seems like a good guy and yeah. everything but it's just he aged into the opposite of what ferris mm. bueller was yeah yeah i mean okay hold up hold up okay so my like all-time like first favorite movie is lion king which you know at the time i didn't know who voiced who okay other than like Whoopi Goldberg, you know, is Whoopi, mm -hmm. <laughs> but like he's that. So yeah. like obviously, I did like him in some capacity outside of Ferris Bueller. I agree, though. I'm like, you know, he he started like on stage. He did Broadway, and like I, I'm not right. as familiar, obviously, with like what he was like then. Um, but I agree what what you're saying about specifically to like the types of characters, yeah. Because he, he kind of like he did that producers movie, mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like since then it's been like the same type of meek, nervous old guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I wrong? I feel like yeah. He comes off as like a he comes off as like a friendly, nervous accountant or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which is what he, he was. And I'm like, that's specific to the producers and it works for the producers, but not every movie after that. It's kind of like how, uh, I forget Cameron Fry's actor, but he just, you know, in uh, in later movies, didn't, didn't it didn't hold up the same, I think, his performance. I don't know what he's... he's I don't, what was he's that movie? His name's what Alan Ruck. His name is Alan yeah. Ruck. And right, he's, yeah. he's, in a, he's in a bunch of stuff and he always does bit parts. I haven't seen him in a lead mm -hmm. role in so long, but what were you thinking his, of Milo? His bit part in, fuck, that one really bad movie you told me to watch with like the bus that can't stop driving. Oh my gosh, Speed. Yeah, he's in Speed. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, he's in Speed. <laughs> that movie is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I love That was oh, so long ago that I seen Note for it, the but... audiences. <laughs> note for the audiences. Milo just said that movie is awesome, not awful. Bear in mind, because Speed is a gosh darn American landmark, but continue. He's in that? <laughs> yeah, he is. As a yeah. main character? He's a, he's a, no. he's a, sub, he's a sub, subplot oh, okay, character. Okay. Milo, you he's did say the... awesome, right? I heard awesome and not awful, right? Oh, yeah, no. I love that movie. Okay, great. That's funny. It's, it's, I love it because it's not great. A hundred percent. It's it's a good, bad movie. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I will never knock young Keanu but yeah and Alan, Alan Ruck, Ruck being uh, weird and Alan Ruck yep he's he's like he's yeah, like if Cameron grew up and was a fucking tourist in LA during a terrible <gasps> terrible day <laughs> okay that checks out oh, which was Keanu in that too yeah Keanu's the lead actor man when he's got the fucking oh, he cuts all his hair off I don't really remember sure. anything so about that movie old, other than right the only thing I remember about speed is that Alan Ruck was on a bus with a bomb on it that's it <laughs> That's the only oh thing I gosh. fucking remember. I remember that bomb. I don't remember if he was in it. That's yeah, hysterical. he's in it. He's in it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to watch that again, I guess. It's a fun one. I mean, speed speed is a product of its decade. Like, I'll never. I mean, I, you. Everyone who's friends with me knows I will never knock a good over the top 80 i mean 90s 80s too but i will never ever knock a 90s over the top action movie and speed just mm -hmm. checks all the boxes <laughs> just all of them <laughs> like and keanu does his absolute keanu and sandra bullock both do their absolute darndest best to keep that movie grounded even oh though my it's, god that movie was loaded i forget yeah. how loaded that movie was yeah but it's so over the top even when it doesn't mean to be over the top Oh yeah. I remember being like very on edge, very stressed out as a kid <laughs> watching that. Good. At least the directors did the job right then. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so here we go. We gotta do it. Diane, favorite scene in Ferris. Man. Hmm. And then you gotta give me an explanation why it's your favorite mm -hmm. scene. Hmm. Wow, that's a hard one. Yeah. I, I know. mean, I kind I feel like I just have to say the whole parade. Thing. yeah okay but you know that that's because i'm a musical theater person they're dancing the whole part where they're on the steps yeah and like the whole city is dancing with him even his father in the office is dancing yeah like it's just so funny and yeah. and 
just like a classic scene like you yeah. know like if you see that that's just like I don't know I feel like that's like the gold of the whole movie it's yeah. like this is exactly the type of person he is and it's so much fun got it yeah Milo favorite scene Ferris Bueller you're my hero <laughs> yeah that's oh. All right, that, and, and, and the parade scene, um, because Twist and Shout and Don Kashin yeah, are two so awesome good. songs. They're just so good. I listen okay. to them all the time. Um, okay. But that whole, the whole pool scene, uh, it, it was like the leading, it was like that whole leading up to Cameron having to like yeah. confront <laughs> his father about everything. <laughs> um, that always like stuck out to me as a kid. Uh, Milo, any, uh, I know you got other stuff going on today, but any, any other parting thoughts on Ferris before we let you go? I just wanted to bring you on for a little bit and get this, mm-hmm. this thing going for a little bit. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. I was listening to the soundtrack earlier while I was smoking. So which song, uh, Donka Shane, then twist and shout. And then, go. um, what is it called? Uh, I dream of genie. I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When he's dancing yeah. in the kitchen. OMFG. Yeah that one yeah it's been in my it's been in my head for weeks now that's hilarious oh my gosh diane any parting thoughts on ferris before we let milo go i don't know i mean when i think of the soundtrack aside from those two that i that you mentioned um Mm -hmm. and i said i used those in my piece the one i always think of is the you know when he's running away and he's running through the backyards and yeah oh yeah 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 March it's of the so Swivelheads. It's, uh... it's so good. And I feel yeah. like, Marcus, you're always like bringing it up somehow. You're like, it's a go-to oh, running song. Yeah, like, I was I, like, don't you have that when you run? Okay. Yeah, when I when I was training for my first half marathon, that was a big go-to track. Because like <laughs> you get to mile like eight or nine, and I'm like, I can't do this. And you put that on, it's like, you know what? If Ferris can do it, I can do it. And in reality, like he only runs like maybe a couple miles. In yeah, there's a couple yeah, blocks. Yeah, but it's like just yards. so classic. Yeah. So iconic. And then obviously the ending credits song you know with oh yeah <laughs> on the bus and um, that whole end so, mm, bump, bump. so good <laughs> classic so good okay mm-hmm. well milo we'll let you we'll let you get back to having an enjoyable sunday Alrighty. afternoon but i just wanted to bring you off a little bit thanks for coming on and uh, we'll have you back yeah, on for a great surprise yeah good milo. To talk to you you as well yeah right. milo we'll uh, have you back on for the horror movie episode i'll hit you up in a few weeks when we start getting that off the ground oh i can't wait for it yeah it's gonna be great all, all right, right brother i'll talk to you soon Bye. see you soon man later bye all right so something came up on the instagram a lot during covid and quarantine and it's going to be a recurring thing throughout each episode is recommendations you know movies that people i mean Dan, you know this everybody's looking for a movie to watch nowadays and you get to be in the hot seat now so uh any really good movies you've seen lately, whether it's streaming or whatever, or an old movie that you would recommend mm. for people to check out during their time in quarantine and in COVID? Um, I'm trying to think of like other heist movies, but they're like to mention, but I just can't really think of, yeah, no, I don't. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to be honest. There's not a lot of really great groundbreaking heist movies, you know, like that's why like when people bring up the oceans movies or Italian job, it's because those ones are the ones that are the staples. They're the ones that hold up. And like, I don't count, it's, I mean, obviously the Mission Impossible and the Bond movies like are very much so they're like heist movies. They, they follow the structure of it, but like, it's always fun to see if you can find the ones that aren't that, you know, because it's just an easy one to fall back on. Like, I really like Mission yeah. Impossible 4, you know, the da, 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 blah, 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 you know? Oh, well, you like movies like Snatch and stuff. Right? I mean, I do. I love Guy Ritchie. Um, yeah. Which, but that it, was good. Even yeah, and that's like you could te- you could definitely qualify that as a heist movie, but it feels more like a caper crime movie. Yeah, than I know. It does. I was gonna say, is that really yeah. heist? It's more of a caper. It has heist elements in it, no question. And I mean, like, I'm still just really glad you've seen it because you're like the biggest Brad Pitt fan ever. And like, I'm like, you're not a real Brad. Again, Pitt. I would have never watched yeah. that had you not, because that was yeah. one of the ones like right away at freshman year in college. No, that like, was sophomore year. That was never, sophomore. Oh, okay. You sophomore. were like, you've never seen this. You have to. And I was like, yeah. 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 And it was, and it's one of those things of like, you see that movie and you're like, like, cause I'm like, cause people who tell me about Brad Pitt and how much stuff I'm like, you seen Snatch? They're like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, well, right, well, you gotta see it. Yep. 
he's so good he's just so versatile yeah that's why i was just about to say he's just done so much yeah and they're all i mean yeah for the most part all over the place all right give me two of i mean but go ahead in a good way not in a like you know no, he's got a wide variety of roles. Is why it's great. All right, so here, yeah. let's see if we can do this. Give me two other Brad Pitt movies you really love, other than Ocean's Eleven. I think you can do that. I think you could pull that off. Other than Ocean's. Other than Ocean's. Well, Meet Joe Black is just really interesting. I love that movie. Oh, Aunt Kathy, if you're listening to that, she just said it. Someone else really loves Meet Joe Black. My Aunt Kathy yeah, loves that like- movie, and I love that movie too. <laughs> Thing is, I think I've only seen it like once or twice, and it was kind of recent. Um, and I was shocked, but I think Cody like knew it, and because he okay. To be honest, I'm not really the, I'm not really the Brad Pitt guy. It's mostly Cody. Oh, you never told me that. This is a realization oh, I'm coming. Yeah, oh, after no, man, no, no. This we've all... been friends. We have been friends for a dozen years, for literally a baker's dozen of years. And I'm just now finding out that the true fan in your relationship is your husband and not I did you. I not know this. I, I always I thought it was you. No. I mean, I mean, I am, but only by osmosis. Like, he would, <laughs> like, like, I didn't really, I loved Oceans, right? Yeah. But I wasn't like huge into Brad Pitt until yeah. Cody was like, just like watched all the, like, because he, Okay, maybe it wasn't that recent when he showed me Joe Black, but he, mm-hmm. he was just like, you just have to see it because he's so <laughs> different. Oh. And it's just an interesting movie. But um, so yeah, I don't know. What, what would I, the thing is like, when I think of him now, I'm thinking of like, what's that movie that came out recently? The Long Which one? About Once Sharon. Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes, gosh. that It's just so specific. Mm-hmm. that I can't not think of it now when I mm-hmm. think of him. Yeah. Also, oh, this is another one. I didn't for the longest time watching Glorious Bastards because Oh, wow, did you, you get around to that? And Cody were convinced that I would hate it. Yes. And I was like, I absolutely would hate that. I'm not watching it. Yes. But then for the longest time, I would say like maybe 2 or 3 years, Cody was like, I really want you to watch it. That's he was great. Like, you'll, you'll probably hate it, but I really want you to watch it. I finally watched it like two years ago, two, uh-huh. three years ago. Yeah. It's so good. We never discussed I was that. Like, why That's incredible. Why That's actually he, incredible. I mean, here's the thing. I get why you say that I would hate it. Yes. And do I hate it in some regards? Maybe. But <laughs> I was like, this is such a well done movie and, and horrifying, but like. That's fantastic. No, oh my gosh. That's great. Especially because, you know, I'm not like a huge fan of um, Quentin, of Quentin, of QT. Yeah, yeah he's so another director. Like, who I comes think up. personally, that's probably the best one I've seen of his. Yeah. Um, Moneyball, we watched in the last year. I had never seen that. Oh, you never texted me about that one. Did you like it? Because I've been really yeah. likes that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just not really my type of movie, but it that's was fair. well done. Yeah. Um, it's another one of his snatch, I like i said i just think he's very good in snatch yep so i would say snatch honestly because That's you incredible. introduced me to it but he's just so good like he's, he's so good it's so specific yeah. he's so good at like narrowing into like i don't know just and you know he plays around with like accents and stuff which is mm-hmm. funny, but yeah um <laughs> it's one of the few movies he doesn't eat in he's never eating in that movie. i don't think oh i mean obviously look you could talk about oceans all day long yeah and like that's like very much the cream of the crop in terms of what he does well but like there's all there's like other ones that are underrated that he is done that yeah. i'm like oh like spy game i think is great with him and robert oh, redford that one that. you you that one you why still haven't i watched that what you is need that? to see that so it's a spy movie where he plays a yeah. cia operative what? with robert redford and it's What's directed with me have i seen that no we've never ta- i've been meaning to recommend it to you for years but i guess i just ne- i texted you about it probably last year during quarantine and it probably got buried under the slew of other texts we talk about regarding I movies think i missed that wow you should All check right. it out it's really good spy game is really good and then another underrated one what was the one i was thinking of I mean, I don't love Once Upon a Time, the movie. That's fine. But it's so, it hits you and it sticks with you. Yes. So I'm like that one, I guess, to me, even though it's weird. And yeah, um, yeah, I think Snatch. You get one more. Or was it just two? Oh, Oh, maybe that's fine. And then you said Benjamin Button. It was those three. It was Benjamin Button, Snatch. 
Yeah, Benjamin and, Button. And I Hollywood. It's like his best work, but it definitely is. It stands out, and he's playing good, against yeah. type in that. He's he's playing so against type. Like he Did only gets to. See... Sorry. What's up? No, go ahead. He's against type. I yeah. I guess I would agree. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stick to my guns. So it'd be snatch. It'd be seven, and it would be what was the third one I said? It was um, and Benjamin Button. Yeah, I think that would be those three. Oh really? Just... And no and then... money ball. Oh wait, you know you were right. You were 100 right. So let me change it. You you know what you were? Yeah, you, you got me, die. You got me. So it would probably be seven Moneyball, and either Snatcher or Benjamin Button. I would have to really, really sit on that and decide. But God, oh, I mean, snatch. so good. Oh, so good. Hey, boxer, boxer, little Ah, look like a boxer. Yeah. And then uh, what is it? Oh, oh my gosh. What was the line Jalen and I used to say to each other all the time? Dogs. You like dogs? Do you like dogs? Oh, yeah. dogs. Do you like dogs? Do you like dogs? You oh like my dogs. gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm. So good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Lady Die, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here. And uh, yeah, well, who knows? Maybe if this thing gets a second season, we'll have you on again. I'll have to come up with a new genre for us to talk about. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Good times. All right. Well, thanks, Di. Thanks for taking your time out. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, all talk right. To we'll, you soon. we'll talk very soon. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. For those of you who are still here, thanks for listening. Our next episode will be dropping in early May, where we discuss the sci-fi genre of film. And we ask the question of what makes a sci-fi film a true sci-fi film. The intro and outro music for this podcast was produced by Eric Godlow. Feel free to leave a comment or hit us up on the messages on our Instagram or our webpage at Drunk Movie Rants. Also feel free to check out Diane's Instagram page at Pilates by Diane, where she gives instructional videos and private lessons on Pilates. Thanks.